Hello guys, I'm sure you know that it gets really tricky when it comes to raising prices, especially during a recession. Before raising prices, you should consider how to do it right to keep your customers happy. If you wonder to raise prices and retain your customers' loyalty and what three pricing mistakes you should avoid at all costs, stay tuned because my today's guest is the price whisperer. He has been doing business in more than 40 countries. He has dedicated 15 years of his life to develop process that makes every pricing experiment a success. Today, with over 1,000 happy clients, he has become the thought leader in everything related to better pricing. Please welcome my guest, the price whisperer, Per Shoffers. Thank you. Thank you, Per, for coming on the Contributors channel. Uh, thank you very much, Victor. I'm happy to be on the show and happy to share some of my experiences and, and, and advice with your audience. And you specialize, to be honest, in very niche field, pricing. To be honest, before this interview, I even didn't know that such niche exists. How did you get into this pricing field and why business owners like me should care about pricing? Well, the story is this, that I, I ran a couple of companies in Europe before I moved here to the US and, and I came here to establish and, and run a division for a fairly large uh, public company. And then I had another four CEO positions. And in all these uh, instances, we did experiments with pricing. And some of those experiments were usually successful, meaning that next quarter revenues are up 25%. Uh, others were complete duds. What I had learned in business school and could read about pricing was so theoretical and academic that it didn't in any way help us understand why some of those uh, experiments worked and others didn't. 15 years ago, I decided I was too old and too opinionated to be a hired gun. So I set up my own shop, developed a process that would make every pricing experiment a success. And, and a process that was that sort of met the needs that uh, we would have needed in, in those various companies that I ran, really to, to make sure that we could price correctly, right? Interesting. So could you tell us so what benefits can company gain by better pricing? Let me give you some examples, right? Instead of just uh, doing this theoretical. I'm going to talk about two companies that uh, we worked with earlier this year. One company we took from annual revenue of about 200 million to 250 million. It took us three weeks. Another company, small company, went from about 15 to 35 million in six weeks annual revenue. You know, I have this, I have a new book out called uh, The Price Whisper. Uh, with a subtitle, A Holistic Approach to Pricing Power. In preparation for that book, I reached out to some of my prior clients and said, could you read these, this review copy and say something nice? Which I got some really good feedback, of course. One was very specific, this CEO. He said, well, Per, you helped us grow from about a hundred million to way over a billion. Thank you very oh, much. Wow. So just changing pricing, right? Not changing the structure, not changing the product type or something in advertising. Not changing the product type, but putting pricing as a centerpiece of the business.
business strategy. I have a bylined article out on Forbes uh, talking about what you should do to put pricing as a centerpiece in the in the and what the results would be because in any company profitability comes from only three variables, right? It's the total cost, it's the total sales volume, and it's the price of whatever you sell. And of these, price has the highest leverage. And you do a thought experiment. If you can increase your, your sales volume with 1%, right? Then again, for the average company, profit goes up with 3.5%. If you can decrease your cost with 1%, profit goes up with 5.5%. But if you can increase your price or decrease your discounting with 1%, profit goes up with 11.3%. Oh, I see. This is why this is so yeah. important to think about price and not cutting cost or... Well, obviously you need to control cost. I have this thing that I call the 1% challenge, right? I've just told you the benefit of, of that 1%, right? The challenge is, have you ever failed to change anything 1%? Exactly, right? Nothing. Nobody will notice. <laughs> Nobody will notice. Right. And so here, I mean, if you look at price from a price and discounting point of view, maybe suddenly your salespeople can only discount 5%, not 10%. Right. And you, <laughs> yeah, you make 5% more. Exactly. Yeah. And your profits in the company have gone up with 50%. I see. I see what you're talking about. So could you give our audience some pricing tips, like what they can apply right now today? Yeah, absolutely. There, there's a couple of things that is very important in the way we present our prices. It's a something called the um, price anchoring or price imaging. Um, the way we as humans read, you know, is from top to bottom, from left to right, right? Western so, civilization, right? Yeah, Western civilization. So also as humans, we cannot not avoid comparing numbers, right? So what this means for us is that if we are first exposed to a large number, consequent numbers appear smaller in our minds. So what that means is that let's say you have like so many, many companies have prices on the website, right? What you want is, and they often have a good, better, better strategy or whatever it is them selling, you know, make sure that whatever you're selling, the most expensive thing is at the top left, right? Because oh, that would I make see, everything else. Because they else. will reference to this price. That's right. It sets a reference. And not only that, and if you don't have a product or a service that is 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 really expensive um, that you can use make one up right it could be buy this service five year duration bundle right <laughs> whatever nobody's going to buy it nobody want to commit for five years but it's not there to be sold it's just there to be a reference actually the most brilliant use of this technique was when apple came out with a watch they wanted to sell in mass amount this product that sold at 349 dollars but at the same time they came up with a 17000 dollar model same electronics the case was made in gold right and what happened was that all the journalists that covered this wrote about the audacity of Apple to have a $17,000 piece of electronics when you can get the same for 349, right? It's like $100 cheesecake in New York. Did you hear about this? <laughs> There's a cafe, two guys open cafe, sorry, yeah, for interruption, yeah. And they put a cheesecake, just simple, stupid cheesecake, $100. All media wrote about this. 
Everybody talk about this when they opened. And everybody who's in New York, did you try $100 cheesecake? Oh, this is delicious. You should yeah, go yeah. there. Well, now you're coming into something else, which is called expectation bias. I know there is a there used to be a $500 burger in one of the hotels in, in Vegas, and obviously for the same reason. The price of a product or a service sets an expectation of its benefits and quality. And we've all been there, you know, if the price is too low, we say, this is so low, it can't be any good. And we've hold something in our hands and we say, I kind of want to buy this, but this is so low, I, I'll pass, right? So that's one piece. And that's also why we have so many customers where we say, you increase your price. And, you know, I check back to with my clients and they say, well, we quadruple price as you told us we could do. And our sales are up with 50%. So they increase the price in sales when because they are the customers who didn't consider consider buying started buying from them. Yeah, correct. Wow. Right. <laughs> now, the the other side of expectation bias is that if you bought something that you think is really expensive, you actually have a better experience of what what you bought. Specifically, this has been an experiment that's been conducted many times and it all comes out the same way. Somebody buys an aspirin to cure your headache, right? A 5 cent aspirin is not very effective. A 50 cent aspirin is much more effective. Right? <laughs> Same sure. aspirin. And we can go into this a little technically, but the, I'm considering myself a little bit of an audiophile. So I'm sort of being part of that community, if you like. You know, a USB cable is a data cable, right? There's data either goes through or it doesn't go through. That's how simple it is, you know? Now, you can buy audiophile grade USB cable for three and a half thousand dollars that otherwise would, you know, you buy it, it's like 450 otherwise, you know? <laughs> and you have these people in, the, in this audio file community that spend three and a half thousand on a USB cable or five thousand on a power cable, you know, and they clearly hear a difference, right? That's for sure. Because that, yeah, that, you and, pay and money. Because, <laughs> because it's all there, right? There's no way there can be a difference, right? But they hear a difference, so they are happy customers. Nowadays, in 2022, yeah, the customers go for experience. This is what yeah. we experience in our business. So we help so, companies like to liquidate equipment and e-waste and surplus equipment and think, okay, it's kind of electronic garbage. Even yeah. in this industry, people want experience. They yeah. want not just yeah. something. Yep. But you see how when you think about pricing and you think about pricing in the context of your business strategy, you know, you start to be much more concerned about discounting, you start thinking of, can I charge extra for this service that I've been giving away? You start thinking of, now, if I add those features and functions to my product, can I increase the price a little bit, right? Or can I unbundle? This is also something that Apple's done very successful, right? It used to be you buy bought a, an iPhone, it came with charger, it came with cable, it came with earphones, right? Now, the charger, the cable, and the earphones are all add-ons that you have to buy separately. Yep. All right? Exactly. To discount you need to think how to add more value into experience so you can actually increase value this is then you need to change shift the mindset to that yeah. part that, and those the charger cable and earphones from apple i did sort of a back of a napkin little assumption of how much would this give them in additional revenue and it's right. about four and 
a half billion dollars. My goodness, they're so smart. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're so smart. There's so much to learn. Okay, moving forward. So in my business, price is dictated by many factors, such as the cost of logistics, office rent, you name it. So what companies actually can't, cannot improve their pricing? Is there any company that just no way they can improve pricing? Well, yeah, there is. If your if if you have a business where you're selling exclusively to local or federal government they are by law required to buy the cheapest right and if you're not the cheapest you're not going to get the business however there's there's ways around that too you know because you go into the government with a really low quote you know and you get the business and then once it's once it's bought they realize that they they didn't buy certain things they thought they buy they have a they didn't maybe buy the service that was necessary for the product to work right so you there's an upsell or if there's a services there that it's limitations so that there has to be change orders that you charge for and all different things, you know. Yeah, it reminds me of a story like one guy in New York was selling uh, printers much more successfully than his competitors because he put the price of a printer like 100, like 50 bucks and his competitors selling printers for 150 bucks, like three times more. And people come to his shop and they said, can I buy a printer for 50 bucks? Yeah, he give them printer. Can I print? No, you need a cartridge. How much is the cartridge? 50 bucks. So. Now I can go and print. No, you need a toner. How much is the toner? 50 bucks. <laughs> so he saw the same thing. He just divided it and he found a way how to get traffic, food traffic to his, right? That's right. But my point again is that when you start looking at prices and put that in as really a center point of your business strategy, so many small things will change. And it's, it, it is those small things when compounded that is taking a company to the next level, right? Because mm -hmm. it's going to give you more profits. And what do you do with the profits? Well, they don't sit in the bank, right? It's used for more product development, for more service development, for more market development, even to hire the best people, right? Right. Reinvest to the business. Exactly. Very interesting. So even uh, the government, uh, the company who work for the government can actually in increase the prices, just find like change the order as yeah, they call exactly. it. When I came here to the States, I worked for, for a guy called Larry Smart. He unfortunately died about a year ago, a year and a half ago. But he in his turn was uh, taught up by Jack Welsh. So he worked directly on the Jack Welsh. And um, one of the things that he taught me is go in with the lowest possible bid to get the deal, right? And then he said, and it's when the deal is signed, the real negotiation starts, you know? Yeah, you need to be really skillful to find the way to actually change the terms after you sign the deal. But yeah, I understand like you give a low ball price and then you just find the loophole in the contract or change order or something. Larry was selling uh, nuclear power stations, so very complicated stuff. Even in that business, he used low ball. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he ran the nuclear power station division. Amazing. <laughs> okay, so before we learn how, what are the top three pricing mistakes companies should avoid at all costs, if you like this video so far, please smash like button, subscribe and hit the bell below to be notified about my new videos. Thank you. Perf, when you help businesses with pricing, what kind of sales data do you need to understand if the pricing is right or wrong? You don't need sales data at all because it doesn't help you with pricing. 
So what kind um, of data do you need? The data you need is understanding what your customers are willing to pay, right? And what they're willing to pay for, you know? I mentioned that when I set up my own company here, I developed a process that specifically pulls the market digitally. And from that can understand specifically what the client pool of one of our customers are willing to pay for a product or a service. Once you understand willingness to pay, it's possible to accurately predict sales volume and revenue at different prices. But that's just the very start because then you segment that, you understand what customer profiles leads or will support higher prices than other customer profiles. So you do kind of competitive analysis, like you compare what competitors charge and how do you, can you learn what actually they're willing to pay? You take this from the buyer's point of view. Buyers may sometimes believe that competitors' pricing are completely different than what it actually is, but it's their perception is <laughs> important, you know, and also possible and necessary to understand what marketing channels and marketing messages and positioning statements and sales channels so far, how all of this affects what customers are willing to pay. So you can focus the entire company onto the customer profile with the right product, with the right marketing, the right sales methodology and so forth to elevate that company to the next level. And obviously with a pricing strategy that is constructed so that it minimizes sales friction and maximizes sales volume and revenue. No, there's definitely, when you understand uh, what the customers are willing to pay, it's much easier to close the deal because you give him the price he expecting from you or close to it. So if you give too far from what he expected, too low, too high, it is like very hard. But I'm just trying to understand, how did you get this information? You got to a marketplace and there's, it's a digital poll, you know, or a survey you want to call it, right? And it's through the particular methodology that I really developed when I started my company. Now, of course, I have staff that do the, the actual work, but it is that methodology that is, is the secret to, to why we have so many successful companies. So just you, you have methodology to run the poll in the, in the way that it gives you exact information you need to understand the expectations, price expectations. Yeah, this is makes sense. Okay, now the main question. So what are the three pricing mistakes? Three pricing mistakes. Well, yeah, the first pricing mistakes is to try to pr set the same price as a competitor, right? Mm -hmm. um, and this is so common, you know, you, you say, all right, I come out with my product or my service and let's try to find what competition is, is charging. If you happen to have competition that have their prices on online, yeah, that's possible. The problem is, twofold with this. First of all, it's often the very first step into the commoditization death trap, right? Because you start with the same price, then you have the same messages and the same features functions. Then the only thing that matters to buyers is low price. You're a commodity. So you don't differentiate yourself, right? So setting the price to a competitor is wrong. Now, if your competitors don't have prices on their website, it's almost impossible to know. You can ask customers, joint customers maybe, but they are unlikely to tell the truth, right? If you sell through a channel, you can ask channels and resellers, but again, you get incomplete information. And even if you get their prices, even if you get their price list, you don't know what special deals they do, right? <laughs> You don't know how they, how they disc. And some companies say we do market price, which is a guess because they don't know what the other companies are selling at. So that's the first mistake. The next mistake is use cost as a base, right? Because you should absolutely know the cost of a product or a service, but it should not be the source of pricing. 
more than you want to make sure that you price it, you know, above cost. Different industries have different sort of rules of thumb, what they should be, right? And, you know, some old style manufacturing industry, they say, this is our cost. And then we add a 35% margin or a 50% margin. Other companies take their cost and they double it. In some industries, you take the cost times five. Other industries, it's cost times 10. And none of this have anything to do with the value you deliver to the customer. Let me tell you a story here of a recent customer um, that came to us and said, we don't think we can sell our product at more than a hundred bucks, right? But our cost is 35 bucks. And we know in our industry, we should take cost times five. So 35 times five is what, 100? 165. Yeah, all right. right. So we don't know what to do. We don't know what, what we do. We have to take cost times five, you know, because that's the rule of thumb in our industry. Okay. <laughs> but we also don't think anybody is willing to pay more than 100 bucks, right? So we did that willingness to pay research and we found that people were willing to pay 200 for this, right? So they could actually take cost times six, you know. <laughs> and a little bit more, you know, so it's, it's crazy, you know, and this is, these are the kinds of decisions that companies do all the time because they, they're sort of stuck into this is, this is what we learned. This is what we do in our industry, right? Yeah. The third mistake is just guessing, right? Guessing gut feel, whatever you want to call it. Right. And I had this conversation with the CEO of, of a, a SaaS company. This is a couple of years ago, but uh, they do contract management. And he said, I decided the price is going to be $165 a user a month. And then he continued, but I don't know if that's the right price. Maybe it should have been 99. Maybe it should have been 250, but 165 just felt right. Okay. And so how did it work? <laughs> is he leaving money on the table? I think so. <laughs> it depends. Yeah, I know. So three mistakes. Gotcha. So that's the price like competitors based on cost and just guess it. So. This is the three basic mistakes. Gotcha. So does it matter if the company in B2B or B2C industry no. or they sell products or services? No, it doesn't matter. So same it's, for it's, any. It's all, the formula and the process is always the same. And that's gotcha. something that we encounter in, in, in my company. Sometimes we, we talk to clients and they, they say, you must have experience in my industry. No, we don't <laughs> because we run a process. <laughs> right. You better not do <laughs> so you don't have to buy it. Yeah, because that's the other thing is that which you allude to here is that the um, if you're a company, and you go to a pricing consultant with very specific industry experience, you're going to eventually get the same advice as everybody else in the industry. And it's going to lead to commoditization again, right? Right, right, right. You better so get, get somebody yeah, from who's not familiar. So he doesn't have all this bias. We've done several projects for them, actually. But uh, the first time we, we did a project for a, a religious university and I told the guy, uh, the VP of admission, which is the same as VP of sales. I told him that just to let you know, I said, I'm a devoted atheist, right? To which the answer was good. Then we won't get a biased result. I remember I was in the university and in our lab, the scientists, they spent like 10 years trying to solve some problem, scientific problem. And then the new, just, he just graduated, like after four years of bachelor, he came to this lab and he got the 
this problem. And he didn't talk to anyone and overnight he just solved it because he didn't have all this idea and he has his head how complicated to solve it, all this bias. He didn't ask anybody how many how many years they spent to try it. He just solved it. When they came in the morning, they couldn't believe their eyes. He did it. Yeah, I, I actually spoke to, this was a, a researcher in nanotechnology and uh, they solved the problem that the folks in nanotechnology have tried to solve for many, many, many years because they didn't know it couldn't be solved. Exactly. Yeah, they don't have this predicament that it cannot be sold. Okay, and lastly, so what is the simple, most effective advice on pricing would you give to the audience? Increase prices. Almost <laughs> every company is underpriced, right? Almost yeah. every, you know, and, and you know, you increase prices and there is a, pr a process for it. And I, um, if you Google me, Google the price whisper, you'll, you'll find my book that is out there. You can, you can buy it on all different channels. You'll find me, you'll find guides. And I have a guide on how you increase prices. Seven easy steps to increase prices and keep your customers happy. That's so awesome. I hope after this interview, our viewers will go on. So in the description will be linked to this book. Guys, if you want to download, just click the link below. That's amazing. You know, increase prices. And if you get a lot of kick, you know, of negative feedback, put them back again. If you, if you didn't get any negative feedback, you've been underpriced, right? Isn't that so simple then? That's true. Yeah, we can start always free services and then add prices. You just need to explain why you yeah, need to you find need to the come reason. Up. You have to have a story and, and the story must be something that the customers care about, right? They don't care about your increasing costs, for example. They probably care about, but we want to put more effort into developing new features and functions that would benefit you, Mr. Customer. If your CEO is out there in, in media with his new $700 million yacht, you know, uh, and you increase prices, that is probably not a good, <laughs> good story, you know. <laughs> because you need another little yacht for your yeah exactly yeah a little, yeah so it has to make sense to the customer and then you need to get the company on board there's so many companies where especially the sales side of things they say if we increase price with just one percent we're going to lose all our business we're not going to have a single client left no no definitely so sales needs to be trained on how to uh, defend that price increase and not only sales also customer support and so forth you know there need to be a coherent story in the company uh, there need to be a reason for it and the reason has to make sense to clients right so Absolutely. Um, totally and, the more client pays the more he appreciates yeah and don't do what netflix used to do which is say nothing just increase price and you get your bill and suddenly it's not 9.99 anymore it's it's 12.99 yeah and they lost and you, like a million or something customers right yeah after. and and what does that do for a company? Well, they they lost a few uh, subscribers, but that's not the big issue. Um, the big issue is that it became a PR disaster. So it affected their shareholder value with 20, 30%. Wow. Yeah, that was a bad idea. Absolutely. They were, the execution, I would say, the, the idea was okay, but I mean, the execution of the idea was very kind of and careless. They didn't care a lot about what customers feels about that, how to give a story, the reason. You have to have a reason. You can't just do it like that. You know? Like Tom's shoes, for example, Tom's brands sell shoes. You know the story. They sell very expensive shoes, like the cheapest one, like 200 bucks. But they put a card into every box. With every pair you buy, we take that amount of money and buy shoes to people in Africa, to kids in Africa. I don't know if they really do, nobody can check, but at least they 
make some effort to put the story and you buy because you think, okay, I'm helping kids in Africa, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's really the way you, you want to do it. And let me tell you another story because this is not really pricing, but it's, it's related to customer satisfaction. Many years ago, I like to cook, right? So I couldn't find some uh, specific herbs that I was looking for. So I, I, I bought them online from whatever company uh, that it was called. And I get this box of herbs. I open it up and I see a handwritten note saying that, hey, Paris, thank you very much for buying these herbs from us. You know, we hope you enjoy it, right? And he made... I I mean, I'm still buying herbs from the same company, right? When I when I bought it the second time, it was again a handwritten note, you know, thanks for being a returning customer, you know, wow. regards Susie or something like that. Right. Wow. You know? They make it so personal. This is amazing. So, and now, of course, whether it was handwritten or not, but it was the intent was there. And now you can obviously you can get these robots that do handwriting. Yes, this is important. So it's not like printed and you see it's just yeah. mass production kind of thing, right? makes all the difference, you know, and they could charge anything they want for those herbs, you know, because I'm such a happy customer. Yeah, you get experience, you wouldn't get any anything anywhere else with the same product. And I, I actually told this story to a guy who sells, it wasn't herbs, but it was something very similar online. And he's, he's side business, you know, so he's just doing it on, on, on uh, weekends and, and, um, and evenings. And I told this story and, and, uh, and I said, why don't you put this little note there? You only, you only ship like 15 boxes a day, right? And he said, oh no, it's too much work. But you want to increase the number of boxes you ship, right? Oh, this is the way to do it. Yeah. This is why you ship it only 15 because you don't do it. Exactly. Yeah. Because you're no, no, no different than others. I can tell you the same story I heard from uh, the Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. You know this guy, right? Very popular. He has media empire. He started selling wine for his father. And he said one day, one guy bought like case of wine online 10 years ago. He went online on Facebook. He found the profile of the buyer and he found that he is the fan of some football team, soccer, like a football team. So he purchased a jersey with that and sent to that guy, $300 jersey. And the guy didn't reply, didn't place any other order. And his colleague was laughing at him like, you stupid, you spent 300 bucks. That guy never got back and never become your return buyer. Two months later, they got purchase order $4,200, $4,200 from another guy. And the guy left a message. My friend who you sent the jersey recommended me you. By the way, I like this so-and-so. And he bought fall and become. So this is how it works. This is absolutely the way to go with the price. And you're absolutely right. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, with that, yeah, I'd just like to say thank you so much per, for coming on the Contributor Show and share your insights and the stories. It was so amazing to see you here. Well, thank you very much, Victor, for having me. And I, I hope, again, I hope the audience um, uh, appreciate these, uh, these, the discussion and, uh, and the stories. And I hope they learned something. Definitely, definitely. I hope they will be able to use all these uh, insights for their businesses and increase prices and make more money and at the same time keep their clients happy and yeah. loyal. Yeah. So my name is Victor Gichan. I hope this video was helpful and you have any questions, leave a comment below. If you want to download the book, link in the description. If you like this video, smash the like button, hit the bell below to be notified about my videos. Thanks for watching. Stay healthy, stay wealthy, stay tuned.